1: Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash That's rocketmoney.com slash rocketmoney.com slash
0: This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500.
2: Tonight, sticker shock in America. Prices rise at the fastest level in nearly four decades. From bacon and eggs to furniture, Americans are paying more, especially at the grocery store. Where prices are emptying wallets and supply chain issues are emptying shelves, when will it end? Free COVID tests for schools, the Biden administration's new initiative to keep kids in the classroom, as Dr. Fauci gives a blunt warning about the Omicron strain.
3: Virtually everybody is gonna wind up getting exposed and likely get infected.
2: School shooting suspect in court. The disturbing new details, what the 15-year-old Michigan student allegedly brought to school in the weeks leading up to the rampage. Tense Russian talks with more troops heading to Russia's border with Ukraine. Putin's demands tonight about U.S. forces in neighboring countries. Police shooting outrage, unanswered questions after an off-duty officer kills an unarmed black man america's opioid epidemic a new type of treatment that could combat drug addiction passenger storms the cockpit the shocking video after a man damages a miami-bound airplane and remembering ronnie Spector, the lead singer of the girl group the ronettes
3: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell reporting from the nation's capital.
2: Good evening and thank you for joining us. We are covering a number of big stories and tonight I should let you know I'm joining you from a remote studio after coming in contact with someone who tested positive for COVID and like many of you have had to do over the last couple of years I am working remotely. But the top headline tonight is the breathtaking rise of inflation. Consumer prices were up 7% in December compared to a year ago. That means the cost for virtually everything is on the rise. Food, gas, rent, utilities, and cars. Unfortunately, economists predict it won't be over anytime soon, with inflation remaining high throughout the year. But higher prices aren't the only problems facing consumers. Bare shelves are another problem. Supply chain shortages are hitting grocery stores on even the most basic of items. CBS's Scott McFarlane is at a supermarket in Bethesda, Maryland. Good evening, Scott.
4: Nora, this is the sharpest rise in consumer prices in nearly 40 years, creating two problems for grocery shoppers. Rising food prices emptying their wallets and the store shelves emptying, too. Dennis Stevenson is a military veteran and retired with a fixed income and years of experience bargain hunting. He says he's made new cutbacks to keep the refrigerator full. That means cutting corners. It really hurts like Christmas time, like for your grandkids. Today's report on inflation shows ground beef prices up 13 percent. Double-digit jumps in the price of eggs, crackers and bread, breakfast cereal up 6 percent, and the milk you pour in it. Up by more than four percent. The White House today argued President Biden's Build Back Better plan, which is still stalled in Congress, would help, but acknowledge the pain isn't going away anytime soon.
5: If you look at the the the, uh, the projections by independent forecasters, then you see moderation over the course of 22. In the short term, in the immediate term, I think there we'll focus on the practical steps that we can take. Um, folks working with Congress.
4: Amid the Omicron wave of the pandemic, the problem isn't just the prices of items on the shelves, it's finding and stocking them. Supply chain disruptions have starved stores of staples from the produce aisle to the paper products. At his grocery store in Washington, D.C., Roy Rodman says it's never been so difficult.
3: It could be a very stressful time if we weren't able to navigate or get the products, so we're triumphant and putting things on the shelf. Food
4: shipments have also hit a pothole. The nation's truckers tell CBS News they're operating with 80,000 fewer drivers than needed. Even a shortage in packaging items from cardboard box adhesives to ink for product labels could snarl production. Does this problem of unstocked shelves in certain stores last as long as the variant does or the pandemic does?
3: Yeah, it, it really does. And we've seen it ebb and flow uh, with past spikes. Uh, this one's a little bit more challenging because of the transmissibility of the Omicron variant.
4: And it's challenging for shoppers like Dennis Stevenson. It's disorienting, isn't
3: it? Yes, it's, uh, it's disoriented it's frustrating.
4: A survey by an association of the uh, nation's grocery stores finds 80% of them are having trouble recruiting or retaining workers right now, and that'll cause disruptions in the coming weeks, Nora.
2: Scott McFarlane, thank you. From the rise in inflation to the rise in COVID cases, the Biden administration has a new plan tonight to keep students in schools as kids in the nation's third largest school district return to the classroom after a week away. CBS's Carter Evans has the latest
5: as the omicron surge swamps the nation a major announcement from the white house 10 million free rapid and pcr tests will be sent to schools each month in an effort to keep kids in the classroom the nation's schools can and should be open in chicago students are back in class with additional COVID testing following a week of turmoil after teachers said schools were unsafe
6: the fact that they're back in person with their friends with their teachers um, it's just such a game changer.
5: In Los Angeles, every student needs to prove their COVID negative, but 78,000 students and staff tested positive after the winter break. And as the new semester began, 30% of students were absent.
3: We're not going to eradicate this, but we ultimately will control it.
5: Today, Dr. Anthony Fauci gave a blunt assessment of the new normal.
3: that Virtually everybody is going to wind up
5: getting exposed and likely get infected. A new study shows that compared to Delta, the risk of death from Omicron is 91% lower, and the risk of ICU admission is 74% less. But hospitals across the country are still overwhelmed. When it comes to people who are getting very sick in the hospital, who are
1: they? It's mostly patients who have not been vaccinated.
5: And Nurse Zenny Triunfo-Cortez says it's creating a strain. It's so bad that asymptomatic healthcare workers in California who've tested positive can return to work immediately.
1: As a nurse coming to work knowing that I am COVID positive, I have the potential of further infecting my patients and my fellow co-workers, which is morally wrong.
5: Now, at this hospital in Burbank, a lot of people are coming to the ER for other reasons and then discovering they're also positive for COVID. Most are able to go home. But because Omicron is so transmissible, the Biden administration is now considering a plan to offer all Americans what it calls high-quality masks by the end of the
2: month. All right, Carter Evans, thank you. Tonight, we're learning disturbing new details about the accused gunman in the deadly shooting at Oxford High School in Michigan. Four students were killed, six other classmates and a teacher were wounded. The teenage suspect was arraigned on multiple felony charges today.
7: CBS's Elise Preston reports. 15 year old Ethan Crumbley remained quiet as a not guilty plea was entered on his behalf.
8: Asked that a not guilty plea be entered.
7: Crumbley faces 24 counts, including murder and terrorism charges linked to the shooting that left four students dead and seven other people injured. A civil lawsuit against Oxford Community District accuses administrators of putting students in danger by allegedly downplaying Crumley's actions ahead of the shooting when he posted countdowns and threats of bodily harm. At one point, the complaint claims that the teen left a severed bird head in a mason jar containing a yellow liquid in the boys' bathroom. The school then emailed students and parents, there has been no threat to our building nor our students. Crumbly's parents are also being accused of ignoring warning signs and allowing him access to the gun used in the shooting. Days later, police tracked them down in a Detroit warehouse. They are facing involuntary manslaughter charges. At their hearing Friday, prosecutors made allegations about their son's mental state.
4: Ethan Crumbly would text his mother,
5: Jennifer, on more than one occasion, and always when he was home alone, that he thought there was a demon, a ghost, or someone else inside the home.
7: Legal analyst Joe Tamborino says school districts need clear protocols. What do you make of the lawsuit?
3: Well, it's got great legal grounds for three reasons. Gross negligence, notice of the danger, and breach of duty of care.
7: Tonight, Ethan Crumbly remains here at the Oakland County Jail. Now, an attorney for the district tells CBS News some of the claims in the lawsuit are false, adding school officials are cooperating with prosecutors. Nora?
2: Elise Preston, thank you. There's breaking news out of the congressional investigation into the January 6th assault on the U.S. Capitol. They want to talk to the top Republican in the House, Kevin McCarthy. In a letter asking for his cooperation, the committee mentions our interview with the California congressman as the riot was unfolding, where he revealed he had spoken directly with the president. Have you spoken with the president and asked him to perhaps come to the Capitol and tell the supporters it's time to leave?
4: i I spoken to the president. I asked him to talk to the nation to tell him to stop this. This is not who we are.
2: The committee wants to question McCarthy about what he spoke about with President Trump, hoping to get insight into the former president's state of mind. Well, tonight, still no diplomatic breakthrough as the U.S. and its NATO allies try to convince Vladimir Putin to withdraw his troops from the border with Ukraine. But the Russian leader is demanding a halt to U.S. military deployments in NATO countries like Romania, where there are currently about 1,000 Americans. CBS's David Martin has more on the tense negotiations.
9: U.S. intelligence is tracking still more troops and equipment en route to the border area with Ukraine, even as a Russian delegation met today with American and allied officials at NATO headquarters in Brussels. After four hours of talks, chief U.S. negotiator Wendy Sherman said Russian military movements make it all the harder to defuse the crisis.
6: Is this about invasion? Is this about intimidation? Is
2: this about uh, trying to uh, be subversive? I don't know.
6: But it is not conducive to getting to diplomatic solutions.
9: Russia's Putin is trying to roll back the NATO alliance, which has expanded dramatically in the last two decades. He is demanding Ukraine never be allowed to join and that military deployments be halted in countries like Romania. Just last month, American F-15s were operating out of one airfield in Romania, while U.S. helicopters flew into another. Some of the many deployments ordered since Putin annexed Crimea. It all started with what Putin did in 2014. Former NATO Ambassador Douglas Lute says the deployments are strictly for defense. There are currently 1,000 U.S. military personnel in Romania.
3: You would need 10, 20, 50 times... Uh, the numbers of troops that NATO has positioned now to pose any sort of serious offensive threat to, to Russia. And Putin knows this.
9: U.S. officials say they are willing to limit NATO exercises as long as the same limits apply to Russia. But for now, the Russian military buildup continues for a possible invasion that could begin as soon as the ground freezes to give their tanks better traction. Nora.
2: David Martin at the Pentagon, thanks. Tonight, calls for justice are growing louder in Fayetteville, North Carolina, where an off-duty sheriff's deputy shot and killed a black man over the weekend. The deputy is on administrative leave and has not been charged. Here, CBS's Jerika Duncan.
6: shot on the ground. This cell phone video captures the moments after off-duty sheriff's deputy Jeffrey Hash shot and killed Jason Walker in a traffic altercation. They're pulling up now. Cash, a 16 year police veteran, can be seen calling 911. I got a male
4: jump on my vehicle and broke my windshield. I just shot him. You, I need Iron him?
3: You said you shot him? Yes, yes? he jumped okay. on my car.
6: Walker, a single father of a 14 year old, died just 100 yards from his parents' home. He was 37 years old. Marlo Walker is his older brother. When you hear that police believe your brother may have jumped on top of this truck and somehow smashed the window, do you think that's what happened?
0: There's no way
9: he's able to jump on top of a vehicle because nobody drives the speed limit in front of my parents' house. There's no way possible that he was able to do something of that matter. There may have been an argument that escalated.
6: Attorney Benjamin Crump represents the Walker family.
9: We believe if a black man shot and killed an unarmed white man, he would be arrested.
6: Protesters have called for charges against Hash, but Fayetteville Police Chief Gina Hawkins says the investigation is still in the fact-finding phase and promises transparency. Individuals are not arrested immediately. So right now, evidence is being collected by the State Bureau of Investigation. The FBI is monitoring the case. Jerika Duncan, CBS News. And we'll be
2: following all the developments. Out of this, nearly one million Americans have died from drug overdoses in the last two decades, and more than 70 percent of them involved opioids. Now an experimental treatment is in the works that could help fight America's opioid epidemic. CBS's Dr. John LaPook takes a look.
3: Tackling the opioid crisis requires changing strategies and the way we think about addiction, says Columbia professor Sandra Comer.
8: One of the mistakes that people make when they think about drug users, oh, it's somebody's choice to have this disorder. It, it, that's not true.
3: It's a medical disease.
8: It's a medical disease, and we need to treat it.
3: 100,000 people died from drug overdose over the 12 months ending in May 2021, up 22 percent from the year before. Medically assisted treatments can be effective but have a relapse rate of about 50 percent.
8: That's why we're continuing to look for new medications.
3: That search led to a new type of treatment, a vaccine that targets the chemical makeup of oxycodone, Comer and her research colleague Marco Pravatoni are testing the vaccine on volunteers with substance abuse disorder.
8: The idea behind the vaccine is that after a while, the body will produce an antibody to that particular uh, chemical structure. If somebody uses oxycodone, the antibody will bind to that molecule and it won't allow it to get into the brain.
3: So the drug would never get to the brain to stimulate the pleasure center?
8: That's exactly the way it works.
3: Comer says the vaccine provides a safety net for people who relapse despite currently available therapies.
8: If they relapse, the vaccine hopefully will provide still some level of protection, at least against overdose, and maybe an opportunity for us to re-engage them in treatment.
3: Comer says the vaccine could be used with current medications that treat drug abuse, and Nora, if it works, Researchers hope to target other opioids, including fentanyl and heroin, perhaps in a single vaccine.
2: Well, that would be quite a breakthrough. Dr. LaPook, thank you.
6: Okay, it's time to commit. 2024
5: is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Bite, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks.
6: Tonight, a chilling new view of that medevac
2: chopper crash outside a church near Philadelphia. A home security camera captured the moment of impact. All four people aboard survived, including a two-month-old baby. Newly obtained photos show a chopper crew member pulling the infant from the wreckage and bystanders helping to get him to, him or her to safety. We learned today the pilot being called a hero was seriously injured. The cause of the crash is under investigation. Well, a bizarre assault on the cockpit of an American Airlines jet landed an unruly passenger in police custody. Passengers were boarding a flight from Honduras to Miami when a man stormed the cockpit, damaged the controls, and then tried to jump out of the window before he was arrested. The passengers and crew had to switch planes. The delay was around seven hours. While the airline is pursuing possible criminal charges. Civil rights icon Ida B. Wells is being honored with her own signature Barbie doll. It's part of Mattel's inspiring women series. The doll comes with a miniature replica of the Memphis Free Speech. That's the newspaper where Wells was an editor. Born into slavery, Wells went on to become a trailblazing educator, journalist, anti-lynching activist, and co-founder of the NAACP. One of music's biggest stars of the 60s has died. Ronnie Spector, the lead singer of the Ronettes, sang such classics as Be My Baby, Baby I Love You and Walking in the Rain. Spector's look and soaring voice turned the Ronettes into one of the premier acts of the era, touring England with the Rolling Stones and was the only girl group to tour with the Beatles. Spector died today after a brief battle with cancer. She was 78. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, one of Alabama's poorest communities is cut off from the state's wastewater systems. Tomorrow, the effort to fix that. And if you can't watch us live, don't forget to set your DVR so that you can watch us later. That is tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell in our nation's capital. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
5: Look around. You can find cars like these on Autotrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too.